What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats on the Out of Bounds Network. My name is John Kroom. If you haven't already, please make sure you hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review as it really helps us out a lot. Um, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. This is going to be a killer episode, and uh, we're so glad to welcome you into the Coffee and Van Chats family. And uh, yeah, anyways, let's go ahead and dive into this week's episode with Kaya Schmidt, who is 18 years old and is a complete and utter badass, and she's only pretty much started her career. Um, she's a skier, she's a cyclist, and she's a world champion. I think the coolest thing that she has done so far yet, at least to me, in my opinion, is that she's the junior elimination race world champion. Like, if you don't know what the elimination race is, I don't care what you're doing right now, pause this episode, go to YouTube and type in elimination race track cycling, watch it in full and tell me it's not fucking crazy. It's insane. But, uh... Anyways, we sit down, we chat about her skiing, we chat about her cycling, we chat about what she wants to do, and honestly, she's got some cool goals and life things that she wants to achieve. So anyways, I'll let her tell you guys all about that, but first, let's hear a quick message from the sponsors, and back for another episode is Spot. Guys, if you haven't already, I don't know what you're doing, because Spot covers your medical bills up to $20,000 each time you get injured. Spot will cover your actual out-of-pocket costs instead of a fixed fee. In a world where many people are under or uninsured with sky-high deductibles, Spot fills that gap that has sorely been lacking in the outdoor space. Spot has no deductible and is a monthly subscription can be canceled at any time. Spot works whether you have health insurance or not. While Spot works and covers many cyclists and mountain bikers, Spot policies cover you 24-7 worldwide. Whether you're ripping a quit, crit, <laughs> skiing a black diamond, chopping up food in your kitchen, or climbing Mount Everest. Guys, Spot has been offering insurance now uh, in in races so you can literally just sign up for one day and i think it's like 12 extra bucks but pretty much you're protecting yourself from anything crazy so go check them out at croom.getspot.com that's croom.getspot.com also back for another episode twisted spoke cbd guys my doggy just ripped his acl and uh, he's been super anxious and has tons of anxiety and is in a lot of pain and we've been helping him with the twisted spoke CBD doggy tincture and it's been helping him a ton. He loses the shakes. He is way more open and welcome to come hang out with us and he's not so scared. And so a huge thanks and a huge shout out to Twisted Spoke CBD. Not only are they helping my pup, but they're helping me recover super quick, sleep super well. Check them out. Twisted Spoke CBD.com. It's owned by a bunch of cyclists, so you can't really go wrong there. So Anyways, let's go ahead and dive into this week's episode with Kaya Schmidt. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats on the Out of Bounds Network. I'm sitting here with Kaya Schmidt, not Schmidt, like everybody wants to pronounce. It's like they find a T out of nowhere. Even I found a T when I was trying to figure out how to pronounce it. But other than that, Kaya, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Yeah, how are you? Good, good. Yeah, so you're, I mean, you had a pretty crazy year this year, huh? Yeah, yeah, it was wild. I mean, I was going from the States in mid-August traveling. I was in Europe for, you know, two and a half months and I, you know, just got back. So okay. it's been, yeah, it's been a pretty crazy year for sure. Cool. So let's let's chat a little bit about who you are, you know, your journey, that kind of thing. I actually see that 
you know, cause like I said, I don't do much research, but I have stuff pulled up and I see that you have like a website and all that other good stuff. But, uh, yeah, tell me, tell me a little bit about you and your story. Like, cause it was like, I'd never heard about you. And then one day, you know, you're here racing in Trexler town and beating up on all the elite riders and whatever else. So tell me, tell me where Kaya comes from her background, how she finds cycling, et cetera. Yeah. So I was actually a skier. I like to think before I was a uh, cyclist. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like a mogul skier growing up through high school and I always did cycling, but I was, I would say I was more dedicated to skiing. I would, I was living in like Colorado at the time, uh, Mm -hmm. skiing. I would take a semester off from my school and live in Colorado just to ski. I went to a ski academy in Vermont for a bit. Okay. In KMS. Yeah. So I was a pretty big skier. And then through high school, I got more into cycling and eventually chose to step away from skiing and focus on cycling. But I've been doing cycling for as long as I can remember. I was balancing them both for a while. Um, I would do like kids races when I was seven. And then I started track cycling at nine, cyclocross at like 11 years old. And then when I got to high school, I chose to step away from skiing and focus just on cycling. And I picked up road around 15 years old. Okay. Yeah, I've been doing basically all those disciplines ever, ever since. Um, And then this past year, I chose to step away from cyclocross, but I still do road and track. And I would say... I, you know, stepped kind of onto the road scene um, pretty quickly, just because when I was 15, I went from like a cat, you know, four to two in one year, and I'm still a two. I still haven't got that cat one upgrade, but really, yeah, I guess I could. I just, I haven't, you know, asked for it yet. (laughs) So Uh I, that that would be a good question for Rally. Are you the first cat two that they've ever signed? I have no clue. <laughs> not sure. Right on. Maybe, maybe Michaela. Maybe my teammate teammate might be too. So maybe we'll be the cat twos together. Yeah. Right <laughs> uh, on. But yeah, I stepped into the road scene and then I started doing really well at local races. And then when I was 16 years old, I decided to make the trip to like Intelligentsia Cup, which just okay. kind of tests my uh, you know, limits against some of the the bigger names. And I was able to like, that's kind of like when I hopped on, I would say to like the cycling scene. Okay. Um, I won a stage of Intelligentsia. I got like second on like three stages and like fifth on two of them. So, and I was only there for like six days. So I ended up doing pretty well in like all the races that I did. And I think that's when I like, and then after that, I got a guest ride with Fearless Femme and one Reading Radfest. And so, yeah, I really hopped onto the scene when I was around 16. Um, what team were you riding for then? I was riding for New England Development Team. Okay. Based out of Boston. And then at the end of that year, I won uh, Road Nationals and Crit Nationals. And then I won the Kieran on the track. Okay. Um, yeah, that was my first track event that I've ever uh one at nationals was a Kieran. Um, and I want to say I was, I might've been fifth. Yeah. I was 15 when I won that, I think, or 15 or 16. I was young. Cause I know the category yeah. was like 15 to 18. It's such a bit like broad yeah. category that they do for the Kieran. Um, 
yeah, then I won that. And then, yeah, this year I've just been, you know, continuing with the crits ever since and, you know, track ever since. And I've definitely turned myself into less of a sprinter this year. So I probably would say my best year of crit racing was when I was like 16 years old. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, this year I kind of got into the shape to prepare myself for Europe. So I was able to really do well and kind of open the doors for myself once I made it over across the pond. Yeah. So do you think, cause I mean, what you're 18 now, right? So yeah, like I'm during, 18 now. So during COVID, you know, you, you had life on pause just like everybody else. And so yeah. you went from, you went from what the new England development team and you won all these races. And then, um, were you, did you sign to Lux in 2019? Yeah. So it was after my 15th. So I was with them through COVID. So I joined so, at the end of, so for 2020 and 2021. Okay. So then, so then you signed to Lux and yeah, I guess, you know, do you feel like that, that training through quarantine helped you or like what, 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 what was your kind of go through, through, uh, COVID and whatever else? Um, yeah, a hundred percent. I feel like it helped me. Um, obviously I worked like I worked really hard to get like a lot more fit um lose a little bit of weight I was just like such a sprinter before I'd be like eating five cookies the night before a race barbecue (laughs) chips I fueled my rides with rice krispie treats and ice cream at the end like yeah but you're young you're young yeah I was young so like who cared and it worked for the crit scene like I was the perfect I was built to be like the perfect crit racer for sure um and then yeah through through covid i was just like i really want to prepare myself especially because worlds uh in 2020 was climbing and i wanted to qualify for that so i worked really hard to like just get a lot more fit and you know gain the ability to climb and everything so yeah through covid i got a lot more fit i trained really hard i did longer rides i did bigger weeks kind of the whole the whole uh feel and yeah, I got super fit. And now in the beginning of the season, I wasn't doing that well at crits, like not like I, you know, was in 2019, when I was like winning and podiuming, whenever it was a field sprint, like, I would I would be somewhere one or two. And then when I started the season this year, it was like, you know, eighth at Armed Forces, 10th here, uh, fifth here, and just like kind of knocking on the door, but not how I used to race crits, I would say. And yeah. I, I actually had people like say stuff to me. They're like, ah, oh, like you ruined it. Like I, I got a few weird comments, but uh, saying like, oh, you're not as good as crit- at crits anymore. But then when I went over to Europe, I saw how much uh you know gaining the fitness really helped because I went over to Ireland and was able to do that stage race and I got you know I won the field sprint on the first stage and the last stage and then on the mountain top stage I was able to get second and that's when I was like oh my god I I guess I can climb too (laughs) yeah right on so what you know like i said you've had a pretty big season like i saw you come to t-town and i mean you you pretty much mopped up everything in the junior ranks and then you went into the elite ranks and you were doing pretty well in the elite ranks and then now you know you then go to junior worlds 
and you win the elimination, which I feel is probably one of the hardest races on planet Earth to win. You know, it's just such a dice roll. I mean, it's a mixture of luck. It's a mixture of, you know, positioning. It's a mixture of fitness. Like it's a mixture of everything. And then like what? four weeks, five weeks later or so, you head to Junior Worlds on the road and you get second in a break. Um, what, like, what's next for you? Like, what are you, what are you wanting to focus on? Like, do you have ambitions on the track? Do you have ambitions on the road? I mean, you just signed with Rally. Like, what, what, what's coming forward? I mean, you have, you're so young and you have so much to put forth. So what, yeah, what, what, what's next? Yeah, so I have definitely ambitions on both. Um, since I just signed with Rally, like I'm definitely gonna focus a little bit more on road, like the next two years. Um, but I do have ambitions to do some World Cups with Team USA and go to some of their events. Hopefully, represent at like the Olympics, um, and World Championships. But I definitely, my ambitions, I would say, are more leaning towards the road because. I, I, since I was a little kid, I'm like, I want to move to Europe. I want to live in Europe. I want to do the whole European racing scene. Like that has been my dream for so long. And I got a little bit of, you know, taste of it when I was in Leuven at road world championships and it, like the energy was insane. It was so cool. Um, so yeah, I definitely want to do the whole European, European road scene for sure the next two years and focus a little bit more on that. Yes, yeah, so because Rally went world tour in the women side of things. Yeah. So are you yeah. are you classified world tour? Or is there is there two other is there like different tiers? No. So now, yeah, all the riders are are going to be world tour. Yeah. Okay. For, wow. For side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so so you've essentially you know skipped skipped the in between and went straight to the world tour. Um, are you moving to Europe, or is that is that going to yeah. happen? Yeah. Yeah. So. I will be moving to Europe in January along with most of the other members of the team. And then some of them are already based there because it's a very yeah. European based team this year. So um, just me and like a few other American riders will make our way over there for the season. Sweet. And so what's your goal on rally this year? I guess have you, have you guys set out goals or have you guys chatted about, you know, what, what they need to see from Kaya or is it just kind of like um, learn, learn, learn? Yeah, so I mean, it's a lot about learning since me and Michaela, my teammate, who's also my age, we're so young. Um, and we really want to learn from like the mentor riders and like the riders in Europe who've already done all that type of racing. Um, but we have our training camp in December, actually in Boulder, which is kind of cool since I'm like living here right now. Yeah, but yeah. I'm assuming we'll go over kind of like all like the what races are you doing, the team plans, all that kind of stuff then. But I mean, when I talk to them, you know, before joining the team and, you know, while joining the team, it's a lot about like getting like race opportunities with them too and making the jump uh, with an American team, which is kind of cool. It makes the transition a little bit easier, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, rather than jumping to like a Dutch team or, you know, a Spanish team or Italian team. How many, so like literally how many offers did you have? You had like, you know what I mean? I'm always curious, like, with you, you young prodigies where it's like, you guys have an insane season. And I just wonder what your inbox looks like. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I, I had a few after worlds. I had a few, yeah. but 
um at my agency they were they were really pushing rally and like really liked rally um and thought it was a great stepping stone for me and i agreed with them so awesome yeah at the end of the day i think i think rallies rallies the way to go for sure yeah and so you're kind of like you kind of remind me of colby lang did i don't know if you listen to that podcast or if you even know who that guy is but no um, i think he wasn't he on last week yeah he was yeah so, i haven't listened to that one yet <laughs> so he's a skier as well but he, I think he's very mature for his age. And, you know, you, I, I like it when you say, oh yeah, I was younger. And it's like, you're only 18. Cause I remember even having to ask you, like, if your parents were totally cool with you coming on the podcast, yeah. because like some people listen to this podcast and my podcast is a little bit different. You know, I run, I flow, I cuss, I have fun. You know, we drink on the podcast. We do all kinds of crazy stuff on this podcast. So you, it's, it's funny because of how mature you are, but yet how young you are. Um, are you kind of nervous? Like, kind of getting thrown in head first because like are you in college right now like what are you yeah. doing right now yeah. so like are you putting all that I'm on hold or what's going on college but <laughs> and you and this is is this like the first time you've moved out of the house and like been on your own no or... i did a year or so last year i lived in boulder by myself as well so for training no for i went to college last year okay. so i did high school in three years so that i could get to college sooner because i kind of anticipated that it's going to take a while to finish college okay. cycling. So I worked out, worked it out with my high school that I could graduate in like three years and then come to college and start college at 17. And with COVID, like, I didn't want to live in the dorms. I, I, I don't know, especially with cycling and like yeah. trying to do that whole spiel. So I got an apartment when I came out here last year and yeah, I have living, my parents got, got me, you know, a car and I've just been living in my apartment and uh, yeah, living on my own since last year. But I feel pretty, I feel like the transition wasn't that big because I went to boarding school for high school. Yeah. So I was pretty independent there. And then ever since I was a kid um, for skiing and cycling, I've been traveling like internationally away from my parents and been away from them for like long periods of time. So, you know, moving and to Boulder and living on my own um, wasn't, it didn't feel that bit like that big of a transition to me, I guess. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so then I got another one, like, and this is just out of curiosity because like, I always feel like me, I wish I did something like that, you know, so I could have gotten like stuck in a little bit sooner. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you're missing out on anything? Um, not, not really. I mean, last year with covid i was able to like be way more integrated like into boulder and into college so yeah. i feel like i feel like i got to know what it was like to go to college to be at college to you know um live as like more of like a normal teenager um and now now i'm like full focus on cycling i don't feel like i'm missing out um yeah i i feel like i got to experience everything that i wanted to and i i'm ready to like to like dive in head deep and move to Europe and do the whole cycling thing. Sweet. No, that's, and that's, that's kind of interesting. Cause I always, whenever we have these conversations, I'm always like, oh man, like I wish I would have just done what you guys did. And and then I think about it and it's like, oh man, I wonder if I'm missing out on much. Cause I've talked to cyclists in the past who've just done full gas cycling. And by the time yeah. they're like 24, 25, they just are like, I don't know what to do with my life or what, like, you know, what do I do after and, and what, so what's going on. But for you, like, have you ever, cause it seems like for somebody, cause like, I remember when I was in the ninth grade yeah, and it's, it sounds so young to be saying that, but that was like you, what, four years ago, 
mm-hmm. yeah, about four years ago. Yeah. And so in the ninth grade, you know, you have already made this decision of like, okay, I need to figure out a path to graduate in three years so I could do X and I can do Y and then I can do Z. So you've had this plan, this life plan. So what, like, how do you, how do you even get there or even think about these kinds of things so soon? Like, and, 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 and like, what are you going to do after cycling? Because it seems like you have that plan. So that means that, that you've probably already thought, oh, this is what I'll do when cycling's ended. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, when I was in ninth grade, like I definitely would say I'm a planner. I, I have a plan. I like to plan things out. Um, I like to get things done. So yeah, when I was younger and, you know, approached my school saying, cause at the time that's when I was a skier too. So I was taking, yeah. I really wasn't at high school much cause the winter semester I'd live in Colorado to train and ski with my team and like go okay. to school out there. So I was only there for like the fall and the last semester. And then the last year there, um, which was like my junior, senior year, since it was kind of mushed into one. Um, I did like, before that, I did like summer classes in order to get stuff done. And then I worked really hard and like overloaded on that like junior, senior year to get everything done. And then I, you know, I expected college to be kind of like a normal year last year. I didn't even know if I was going to like start college last year, just because of it being a normal year and me wanting to like focus on like road world championships and all that kind of stuff. And then when COVID happened, it was like, like my plan kind of like went down the drain a little bit. Um, And I was like, well, you know, there's no races, so I might as well go to college now and start college and, yeah. um, you know, get a, get a head start on it. So yeah, that's, that's what I did. Um, and not having any races, like all I was doing was like training as like a normal athlete. So I was here all the time. So I was still like able to be like super integrated, um, you know, into college, which is super cool and like make so many new friends and really, yeah, get that whole like college experience, um, which was, which was awesome. And, and, and yeah, yeah. So what are you studying? Like, again, I'm studying, like, what you... I'm studying business right now and marketing. Okay. So, yeah. So like I said, I, yeah, I guess I have a plan after cycling too, but I would say it would still be a while before I use my business degree. Cause after cycling, I really want to, um, since I was a big skier and I actually competed in skiing last year when cycling wasn't like going on that much during COVID. Yeah. Um, I'd like to try to make the free ride world tour for skiing after cycling. Um, so I competed. Is this, is this fucking real? Like you want, so what is that? So, so you are world tour level cyclist and yeah. yes, you're a cat too. You're 18 years old. Okay. Yeah. And so where do you picture your cycling career ending? Because you, oh, okay. you sound like you have so much of a plan. When does your cycling career end? Let's just, let's, this is hypothetical. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'd say like 30. Okay. Like so that, cycling, that be, if I, if I love it and enjoy it until 30, yeah, like, yeah, like 30. You're, in, you're killing it. Let's say you end on your own terms, right? You know yeah. how people, they, you yeah. know, they lose contracts. Uh, they have a bad yeah. year. You end on your own terms. Mm-hmm. You get to file the retirement. You have 30 other world championship jerseys that you've somehow won in that process. And now, um, 
you want to go to the free ride world tour. What is like, or like, is, am I saying that right? Yeah. So that's like tour? mountain skiing. That's like yeah. doing flips off cliffs. Um, yeah. And I competed in that the past year and I qualified for like, and I only did two events, but I got enough points to qualify for like a four star, which basically if you do well, like the top person who does well in a four star gets to go to the free ride world tour. And so I you was think, like, so you're like on the cusp. Yeah, like yeah. I could be on the cusp right now, <laughs> which That's is kind of insane. crazy to think about. But it's like I love skiing too, and I have a big passion in skiing. And um, you might not ever go into an office. Maybe not. I feel like it'd be so cool to like just like oh, after cycling, just like work and be in the sports industry for a long time, and like go into magazines and like free ski magazines and cycling uh magazines and work with like red bull and just like really create like connections that way and like with sports companies and stuff but i'm going into marketing so like hopefully also my business and marketing degree will help with all of that <laughs> well yeah no that that will translate very well so like i have i have a little bit of a marketing background mm -hmm. but like i've found myself in that kind of niche in that mold of like you know working with companies on social media working with brands on you know brand content and things like that this podcast like yeah. you create any form of media like it's 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 a possible thing but how cool would that be it's like you retire from cycling at the highest level and then yeah. you go into skiing at the highest level and i've seen your so your your instagram you've like there's literally videos of you doing backflips yeah 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 for sure yeah i was like i was definitely super into it for a really long time and just had to step away because you know passion is or my passion is you know more focused towards cycling right now um but i do want to get back into it after after cycling and i think big mountain is kind of one of those sports too that you can like get into it later and like still go to the free ride world tour i want to say last year like there was a 40 something year old on it so um it's yeah. possible um and yeah, I really, I love skiing. I love cycling. I love- That's insane. Yeah, like, I love doing both of them. So I feel like it'd be cool to to try to get back into skiing after Are cycling. you gonna ski at all this this year or is it like- Yeah, yeah, for sure. I got my Icon Pass, so I you better- the Icon ski, Pass. Yeah. And right. I'm going home for Christmas. So I'll ski then for Thanksgiving, I'll ski. And then usually whenever it's a nice day out since I'm kind of in off season right now, and like, if there's snow out and it's cold, I'll just be like, all right, screw cycling today. I'm going to go skiing and I'll drive. I'll get up early and drive to the mountain and just go ski instead and shred and rip some turns. <laughs> Sweet. So what's, uh, what's your favorite mountain here in Colorado right now? Um, I would say a basin's my favorite mountain Yeah. just because it's more of like the local mountain. It doesn't get packed like Vail does. Or Cause you know, you're on, you know, you're like kind of on a ski network right now. Like the out of bounds network. Yeah, is... no, I know. I know that's okay. so cool. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like skiing, cycling, like basically everything that I fucking love to do. No, is that's awesome. Network, which is great. Um, but I would say a basin is definitely my favorite mountain, uh, just because it's more like local scene. Um, and I feel like the fresh snow when they get like a lot of powder like it stays there for longer it doesn't get skied out yeah um, and then like towards the end of the season i really like copper just because i'll just rip the park and get some runs in there but yeah a basin is number one 
Sweet. All right. And so like that being said with, with the, you know, cause you know what network we're on and all that other stuff. And you listen to the podcast. Have you listened to any other, po- other of the podcasts on the network? I, I have, but I can't like remember who was, who, who they and, were. Yeah. yeah. So you have to, you have to check out cause you know, you're obviously a chick in the industry, you know, shredder in the industry. You have to check out big stick energy because okay. those girls crush it. It's so okay. good. So good. And I think it used to be called womb tang clan clan. I'm not, I'm not sure, but you got to check out that podcast Okay. on here as well. It, it's, it's, it's super cool. And it's a bunch, it's, it's women in the industry doing dope things in the fucking industry. And I love it. And so you guys got to check it out. But, um, but yeah, so I don't want to keep you all morning and you've listened to the podcast a few times and you know, for sure, there's the last famous question. And that is if you could have a cup of coffee with one individual, who would that individual be dead or alive? And how would you take your coffee? If you drink coffee? Okay. So that individual would definitely be Shane McConkey. Okay. Um, yeah. Like, He's just an insane athlete. Um, and like, I feel like he was like the most free spirited extreme skier. He did what he wanted. He did mogul skiing. He lived his life to like the freaking fullest every single day. Yeah. Um, and kind of did it like his way and just enjoyed the ride. Didn't just enjoy like, you know, the sport, but everything outside of the sport as well. And the traveling and the experiences and the people you get to meet and just kind of like the whole ride. So um, I would definitely want to have coffee with him. And I would take the coffee with like almond milk and probably two sugars. <laughs> all right. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. Cool. And so, and so now that all being said, you have a coffee with Shane McConkey and um, like, is, is he's, he's a skier. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually a skier. <laughs> I was say, so now you can go any place in the world and ski with this individual. Where would you go? Mm, probably Chamonix. I've been wanting okay. to go to Chamonix for so long. So awesome. Yeah. No, cool. I love how this podcast has gone from, and I'm so green and skiing, like I'm so new to skiing and, uh, but I love it to death. Um, but yeah, I'm so, I'm so green. And so I love how this podcast has gone like in my neck of the woods into the Jerry of my life, because I'm probably <laughs> the biggest Jerry when it comes to skiing, but I, I rep it with full pride. But anyways, guys, this was Kaya Schmidt and or Schmid. And yeah. I'm so glad that she could jump on the podcast and uh, we can have this chat. And guys, down in the description below is going to be her social media, Rally's social media, Lux's social media, and I don't know, some crazy charity that she's going to choose at the end of this podcast once we get off and we're going to put it up there and you guys can just donate money to it if you can. But other than that, thank you guys so much for listening. This is Coffee and Van Chats on the Out of Bounds Network and we'll see you next time. Cheers.